Well, I think that what, what this lends to is I'm going to actually put the subtitles on in Skype and see if it comes up with, like, crunching noises or eating noises or nom, <laughs> something. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> chomp, chomp, chomp. Because we had fun playing around with that the last time. Nom, nom. I wonder, hey, I wonder if it would do onomatopoeia, like oh, for dude, crunch, 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 was... or nom, nom, or if it would just, like, in brackets, like it does for sound description, it would say, like, chewing noises. Well, that's what I'm really curious to find out. I want to see what happens. So, chew, chew loudly next to the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Turning subtitles on. Because last time Skype told Andy he liked big dicks or something like that. <laughs> and he could not and he could not lie. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, it had me in tears. <laughs> like I was, I was laughing so hard I couldn't stop. I feel like this, uh, this is like in, I'm trying to intentionally have that moment in uh, the first Ninja Turtles movie when Michelangelo is, I don't know what the frick he's eating, like a giant pretzel stick or something, next to Ra- Raphael, and Raphael yells at him about, "Hey, can you crunch any louder?" <laughs> and then he bites down really hard, but it, like then it's like the most loud audible eating ever on film before like I, I don't know if i can recreate that with a slice of pizza just wait till you get to the crust it's it's the crust that'll be the not with a part. slice of I, yeah <laughs> not, I... so, and apparently it thought i said we take it to the crust <laughs> <laughs> that that's right there it is <laughs> i think i think you just found i think you just found your your new opener for the show for all time like that that's not our sign off per se, but that's almost like the sign in like, welcome to ne- another episode of Brian and Super Friends, where we take to the crust. Take it to, take the, it to the, crust. the I don't even know what that means. Like, <laughs> exactly. You don't have it doesn't to. mean anything. It's just great. But never divulge that. Yeah. You don't have to tell people what that means. Just let them figure it out. Mm-hmm. Or let, you know, maybe let them come up with their own <laughs> idea for it. We'll Whatever it means to the listener is what it means. We take it to the crust. Hello and welcome to another episode of Brag Out of Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Labick. Joining me for this episode is Mike Bradley. I'm first again. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> Surprise. S- say that thing about the crust. <laughs> I forget what it was, too, already. <laughs> we, but... we, we take it to the crust. We take it to the crust, people. We take it <laughs> yes. to the crust. <laughs> and you've heard him already. Josh Zorch is here also. Hey, I've been uh, dubbed as the resident movie slut. Hey, that's a, that's a good title to have. Hello, and welcome to Movie Phone. <laughs> Josh, I think you need like a tramp stamp tattoo for that. Put that on your lower back. Movie no. slut. I never said no. <laughs> hey, your birthday's coming up, right? Yeah. We we can we can figure that out. Definitely. The, the listeners make it happen. There I I I will put photographic evidence on our uh <laughs> communication platforms design josh's tattoo we will <laughs> i have an idea for everybody um since he's going to be the movie <laughs> slut if you've seen the uh 
episode of uh, South Park where George Lucas and Steven Spielberg rape Indiana Jones. I was thinking the <laughs> same kind of thing, but if you could like anthropomorphize Cinemark and AMC in some way, doing that to Josh, <laughs> design away, folks. You have you have your ideas. It's a good stepping stone. It's a good jumping off point from there. <laughs> this, these are like henna tattoos at the worst. <laughs> <laughs> At the at the, at the best, it's it's if someone figures out how to get that, you know, printed or or created by, you know, like really like the like three day wash off kind, that would be <laughs> that would be optimal. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what we can do. Uh, all right. So if you've uh, if you've been following around on, following along on Facebook, which I mean, what am I saying? Of course, you've been following along on Facebook. Why would you be listening to this if you're not following us on Facebook? Uh, but in the off chance you missed it, uh, we teased this episode a couple days ago. Back when MoviePass was making headlines, we talked about that subscription service, how it all worked, how it would inevitably implode. Uh, Josh had actually jumped on that service when it was still seeming like a viable option. He's been giving us some insight now and again about his experience with the service. Uh, in that time, there have been some theater chains that have decided to offer their own version of some sort of movie pass, or at least some type of subscription service that would try to entice people to go to the movie you know go to the movie theaters more often so on this episode we're going to try to do something a little bit different than normal our goal is to go over the different services lay out how they work and hopefully help you decide which one of these services may be best for you but before we actually get into the new services i know josh has done his research on movie pass and wanted to go over the rise and fall of the service for anyone not following along with the headlines so i will toss it over to josh to give us the rundown thank you brian this is josh movie slut reporting from the field <laughs> um yeah so spoilers uh yeah movie pass did implode <laughs> um so i think we we uh first talked about this i believe i uh, went back earlier today and checked it out uh if you go back to episode 109 from september of 2017 uh that's when we first spent some time talking about movie pass specifically and the idea of uh a, a subscription uh type of service for movie theater going experiences uh at the time the reason that i think we brought it up is uh movie pass got into the zeitgeist and, and into the news reporting cycle around that time uh, a few weeks earlier because they had done a big media blitz where they were dropping the price of their plans, which I, I believe were around 40 to $50 per month at the time uh, for, I, I believe it might have been a certain limited number of movies per month, but I've actually had a little difficulty in, in finding articles that were citing this. From, the, from what their prior offering was. But that had kind of been their operating model for a bit. And in the late summer of 2017, they said, we're going to drop the price to $10 per month, and that will enable our subscribers to see one movie every single day. Just one single movie in a 24-hour period for only $10 a month. And right away, that sounded to me like absolutely unsustainable <laughs> bullshit uh at most theaters nighttime shows even during the week and definitely on the weekends if not uh you're gonna surpass that ten dollar amount in one go let right. alone potentially repeating that 30 times each month 
So I think where to start is to talk about the fact that why do the vendors that operate outside of the actual theater chains, uh, what is their initial struggle just from a business plan perspective? And I think it goes to the easy point that movie theaters only make, let's say rough estimate, they only make about 20 to 30% of their revenue, let alone their profits, on movie ticket sales at all anyway. The bulk comes from the markup on concessions. Yeah. So an outside company, if I'm paying movie pass even $50 a month, and let's say that gives me 10 showings a month, whatever the price point is for the participating theater I'm going to, movie pass has to pay that theater that amount. So I pay movie pass 50 then I go to a, see a nighttime weekend movie that costs $12. Well, MoviePass then has to eventually transfer $12 to that theater. And every time I go see that $12 movie, MoviePass has to transfer $12 to that theater. So in that example, as soon as I've effectively seen four movies, by the time I see my fifth, MoviePass has already lost money on my account alone for that billing period. Yeah. So you take it down to, and, and once I'm in the theater, MoviePass is not in a position to have any additional revenue drivers, but the theater does. The theater hasn't lost any money on the ticket sale at that point, and uh, they get to reap all of their typical profits on concessions, presuming that I spend money in that area. So you drop the price down to $10 a month and MoviePass just started bleeding money off the bat so quickly that in less than a year, it really just crumbled. They're technically still in operation, uh, but they are they are like literally hundreds of millions of dollars in debt. And I think they may still be in business, but I'm, I'm and you could probably attest to this. They've, they've changed their pricing models and what is offered for different price points three or four times between now and then. Oh, easily. Um, so actually, I, I did find I, I was happy to find this. There was a New York Times article from uh, late last year that actually literally the way that it was written was precisely what I was hoping to be. Uh, I'm sorry, it was released in July of 2018 this article they give you like a timeline of events it literally does like it's kind of like a, a timeline history uh, of movie pass so it actually started out uh in uh 2011 in uh san francisco and they had an initial offering uh but they had 10,000 people sign up for the service launch in a single day and so many theaters, whether it was a chain, whether it was, you know, independence, they were so uh, apprehensive about participating that even though they had subscribers, nobody would accept them. Right, right. So they basically shut down and tried to reformulate. So about 16 months later, late 2012, they roll out you know, sort of the next incarnation. And they, uh, their initial plans, they go out ranging between 20, 
I'm sorry, between like thirty and thirty-five dollars a month. Uh, and again, the, unfortunately, the information I was finding was not necessarily then saying like what that got you. Did it only get you one movie a month? Did it get you one a week? Did it get you two a week? Did it get you unlimited a month? See, I was always in the impression it was the same plan that you could see one movie a day as long as you're paying the subscription. The only thing that changed was the price point for the subscription. It very well may have. It very well may have. Um, so that seems like they rolled along for the better part of two and a half years until, as I said, the late late summer of, of 2017 is when they dropped the price to nine ninety five a month. More than 150,000 people signed up in two days. So it's also around this time that... Because of that influx, they got a lot. They got some bad press because they got behind being able to manufacture and send out the uh, debit cards that that are used for the service. Because basically, how this this would work, as opposed to like a theater specific subscription that is offered by that theater, um, and you'll see with later with one of its competitors that they kind of ran into the same pothole, uh. MoviePass had a relationship with, uh, I believe it was MasterCard. So you sign up for MoviePass. MoviePass then sends you a MasterCard debit card. When you would want to see a movie, which you would be limited by signing up only the day of, you could not reserve tickets in advance. It would have to be the day of. You would go into the MoviePass app, select your movie, select your showtime, and this is all presuming that the theater you want to see it at has agreed to uh, participate and work with MoviePass because they they have to feed them certain data in in order for everything to sync up. They have to feed them their schedule and their show times and all that. So you would pick your movie. MoviePass loads the ticket price based on that day and time, whether it's a matinee on a weekday or a nighttime show on a weekend, whatever it is. MoviePass pretty instantaneously loads that money onto that debit card and then say like within five minutes you can go up to the ticket counter at that movie theater and buy your ticket. Um, it's also basically at the same time that a uh, an outside company called Helios and Matheson uh, buys a controlling stake in the MoviePass company. They put $27 million into the company to buy a controlling stake, but... That also means that they then own the majority of the debt as well. So things started to fall apart fairly quickly. Uh, by the end of 2017, only about four months after they dropped the price to $10 a month, they have about a million new subscribers. Not only from an operational standpoint are they having, like I said, difficulty in making sure that they're keeping up getting everybody uh, their, their debit cards on time and being able to field questions when there are technical problems. Um, they're also just starting to bleed money like no tomorrow. I feel like that's sort of what we talked about when we first talked about this, when it was first making headlines around there too, right? We were talking about the inability for people to get cards. Yes. And lack of customer service for people that needed help with stuff. I think all that was making waves whenever it Right after it dropped in price, right, and 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 for the at, at first you would say like, well, okay, that kind of makes sense. It's almost like a website crashing when you don't anticipate the traffic. You know, you you're not sure what's going to come, so you have to roll with the punches 
when there's something major that changes. So that that if if that had gotten smoothed out and that was the only problem they were going to have, that probably could have been forgiven. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the, the biggest problems you're going to face with anything like that is it sounds great on paper for your customers, but as a company. It, this isn't health insurance where you're banking on the fact that most people aren't going to use the service they're paying for. Correct. And that's the problem is that they thought people would buy the service and not use it, and that was not the case. Um, because... Yeah, I think they were pulling numbers that are thinking like, oh, the average moviegoer goes to the theater three times a month. Well, so we're only we're... losing a little bit. And it's funny and... you said that specifically because that comes up in in one of the comments uh, a little later on in the timeline, but go ahead. I cut you off. Sorry. I was saying if you were, if you remove the cost of movie tickets, which sometimes is a lot for seeing a movie and you can mm-hmm. dumb that down to $10 a month is what I spend on movies. So if I plan on seeing one movie a month, I may as well get this and then just go to every movie I kind of want to see. Um, and, exactly. You know, if even 10% of their base uses it, five times a week they're fucked um, oh if 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 10 percent of the base uses it four times a month they can be in a lot of trouble at that price point right i it, it's just it, it, it it's so far-fetched to think that people aren't going to use your service and therefore you don't really have to charge for it and you're basing your business model on people not using what they're mm-hmm. paying you for that is absolutely what they are hoping happens in addition to uh, – I think they had more grand plans to be able to uh, be in a position where they could demand like high advertising fees on their website and their app. Um, I remember – I think we did talk about this the first time around as well that they saw – they envisioned themselves becoming sort of a movie hub where other vendors such as IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes – and these other things would want to partner with them and kind of create, like, come to the Movie Pass site to begin your, you know, movie going experience. To pick your ticket, to look for your showtime, to look up the movie, to find the actors, to look at reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, but they couldn't sustain the service of their own product long enough to be able to to, to get that vision. Um, a, a couple months go by and they stumble along, but by April of 2018. They're a, around 3 million subscribers. Uh, and, and I like this article. There's a, a, a quote from uh, someone at the controlling company now that says, uh, at this point, they have lost. They're, they're, they're in the negative revenue. They've lost $20 million a month since September of 2017. <laughs> so at this point, they have lost about a hundred and sixty million dollars. <laughs> they're they're in the hole that much based on just just operation, let alone innovation and advancement and redesign and et cetera. So my tipping point personally came. Oh, so let me back up a step. So I think I mentioned this previously, but uh, when uh my wife and i previously left employment from working a second job at a movie theater in which we had a f- you know free movies as a, an employee perk we left there in early march 2018 and we had seen movie pass in practice and although we uh, even on the show had talked about the problems at that time the two of us figured 
there's a price point where you can get in on and we'll probably still be able to profit from it even if they collapse. So let's just ride it out till they collapse because we'll still get more out of it than we pay into it. I think when we talked about it, probably on the show, I I think it was on the show. I don't, I, I'm hoping it's on the show somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what show now, but I feel like when we talked about it before, you were like, I, we realize this is a sinking ship, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's too good to pass up. We're going to get into it even if we get on for just a year. And then yes. after a year, we'll just, it, by that time it'll be gone, we'll just deal with it. I don't even think you made it a year. We hardly made it four months. <laughs> uh, things first blew up publicly uh, in July, early July of 2018. The first bad experience I had, we went to see Ant-Man and the Wasp opening night. And we're at a local theater. Uh, not a chain, just an independent theater, but one that did participate with Movie Pass. And we could not get the reservation to work we tried for like 20 minutes on both of our phones we, we have separate phones she's an iphone i have an android like nothing was working so we had to pony up and pay for the tickets because we were standing outside of the theater then the real hammer dropped um about two or three weeks later when mission impossible fallout was about to release i think that's what i remember making headlines without informing its current subscribers Movie Pass was in such debt that it literally ran out of money. It had to take I know it's in here. It it uh it had to take like a an emergency Oh, here it is. Uh Movie Pass, yeah, July 2018. Movie Pass suffers a service outage and borrows 5 million dollars after admitting it cannot pay its bills. <laughs> So it's also at this time – now, here was the problem and, and really what I blew up on it. It it made these public announcements like five days after it blocked and restricted its own users' activity Yeah. without telling their, its users that the activity would be disrupted. So between July and, say, the end of 2018 – it went through, I'm not kidding you, like four or five different incarnations of, of restrictions. It actually goes back slightly earlier than that. It really started with the opening of Infinity War. Right. Okay. It, it was literally like the week before that they announced that you would not be allowed to see the same movie twice. You could still yeah, see a movie a that day. That would be the movie that everyone would repeat every day. And I'm assuming, this is my guess, after going through the end of 2017 and the beginning of 2018 especially with black panther oh yeah black panther made so much money domestically and if even a small portion of those people were on movie pass you could have seen black panther like the numbers that that movie brought in people really did see that movie three four five times in the theater even you think end of 2017 would have been last jedi in there too oh yeah exactly so those two big ones i'm sure really contributed to that so the first restriction they laid down was you cannot see the same movie twice ever. You can you can still see a movie a day, but you cannot see the same movie again. As it gets closer to July, they start then kind of teasing the idea that what they will actually do is they will have peak pricing 
where they'll select certain show times of certain movies that it'll still be covered, but you'd actually have to pay like an extra dollar fifty if you want to see, you know, Mission Impossible Friday opening night at seven thirty. It then evolved into just like the cert, like the the app. Even though it didn't tell you, the app was just non-functional for days at a time. There was no message telling you that it just wasn't working. <laughs> Uh, they went through like 13 different incarnations of price plans and features and, and all this stuff. And I think like during most of the month of August, I was in an email battle with their customer service telling them that they are going to have a class action lawsuit on their hands. Um, for folks like me who like we had both Sarah and I had both paid an annual subscription up front. So we basically gotten billed for a whole year at a slightly discounted rate. Um, but I'm like, you, you've changed the terms of use after we have paid for certain terms of use. And I imagine you're not the only one that did that because oh, no. as soon as they would change something within a week later, they'd try to change it back because everyone would get pissed off. Right. And, and so I was constantly told by customer service that this was not allowed. We were in the middle of a, a thing and I was happy to cancel my, 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 my service, but they weren't going to refund me anything. I was like, well, that's that's not how that works. <laughs> um, so after they were telling me this for like three weeks back and forth, lo and behold, about the end of August 2018, we get an email from MoviePass saying they're revamping everything. And for those who have previously uh, paid for annual subscriptions, they will offer prorated refunds. So we effectively kind of, we got a little bit less back than I calculated we should have for the time frame. Yeah. But we effectively got like half back of what we paid up front, which was, okay. I think up front we paid like $105 for the year. Yeah. And I think we got like 50 bucks back. Okay. Um, as it's still stands, better than I thought you would have got. So, oh, very, very <laughs> much so. Um, and th this, this was the funny part. So in August, uh, early August, that says MoviePass reduces the number of movies that subscribers can see from one a day, which would be effectively 28 to 31 a month, depending on the month, from one a day to only three a month, which is basically yeah. where they remain now. This quote from the CEO, though, uh, Mike, I think this goes to exactly what you just said uh, earlier, which was he, he's saying that the CEO justifies the cuts by saying most people don't see more than three movies a month. Quote, they will not be affected at all by this program. And even better, they'll stop berating, or they'll, they'll stop hearing movie passes going out of business. End quote. But here's the point. I went and saw, when, number one, when I worked at a theater and got free movies, do you think I would have paid to see Wish Upon or Incarnate? I probably wouldn't have paid to see Wrinkle in Time like I did with MoviePass. When the terms change, when the factors change, people will change behavior. Yeah. So the notion that, oh, if I'm only paying $10 a month, am I only going to go to the movies three times if cost and budget is a huge contributing factor to that decision? Of course it's going to change. So for him to try to spin it that way, I thought was either... Uh, I don't even want to say either. I, I think it was really just trying to spin bullshit. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to um, 
like really being out of touch. I don't think he's out of touch. He just realized, well, if you, yeah, if you look at the average person who pays full price for a movie ticket, the average person may go to the movies three times a month. Now, I don't know if you have this information in front of you. Is the CEO that made that quote, is that the same guy that started the company back then? Because I it feel like they've gone through CEO changes. I, like that, I, they, I, they've definitely at least gone through certain leadership changes. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, because I thought the I thought I remember reading stuff, and I don't remember his name off the top of my head. But the guy I thought that was originally part of Movie Pass that made this subscription change to ten bucks a month was someone that had a history of failed businesses. Um, that I could not definitely confirm with what I have available right now. And after I think Movie Pass was on the verge of bankruptcy, or if they failed, filed for it, or you know, whenever they were massively in debt, I think mm-hmm. is when that guy finally got let go. That would not surprise me. And they brought somebody else in to try to right the ship. Because now that would not you know, surprise me. I think they're trying to spin it like, well, Movie Pass is a brand now. People know the name. They know what it's supposed to do. Yeah, but, but it doesn't do that thing anymore. Right. No one trusts <laughs> it anymore because you've heard so no. much bad shit about it. Yes. So they're trying to save face. I don't think it's working. But now. Uh, two, two last news points about the timeline I'll hit. November 2018, uh, the parent company of MoviePass reports that it lost, lost $130 million over its last quarter. <laughs> so let's say the quarter is like typical operating quarters. That's July, August, and September. If this is being reported in November... So just in three months, its operating loss was $130 million in three months, during which time it also saw a, quote, significant decline in subscribers. So people are jumping ship like no tomorrow. And that's yeah. probably a lot of the people. They, they had a monthly subscription of, option, of course. They also had a quarterly. So when we signed up, there was monthly, quarterly, or annual. And then, of course, if you – like, for the annual, you were locked into that price – for the year you paid one upfront price at the end of that year if prices had changed you would then be subject to the new prices same same thing with monthly same thing with quarterly at the end of the current period if prices had changed you would then have the option to re-up or you know get out yeah um in december at the end of last year they announced their new structure that will go forward uh they will have a three-tiered subscription Taking effect January 1st, uh, each plan will offer members access to three films per month, and prices will vary based on where the customer resides. So their, even their pricing scheme isn't very predictable. Yeah. Um, depend- And I, I did go to their website and try to like figure it out. Like, for, I think it's like, 12 or something dollars a month or, or something now. Um, oh no, they have to, they're up to like 20, I think it's like 20 or $22 a month for like three movies a month. Okay. That doesn't surprise me. So, I mean, good, good, check your own region, go to moviepass.com, put your zip code in, they'll give you your, your options. But at the very most, regardless of how much you are, requesting at most their plan will only give you access to three showings in a given month well that's that is their, that their is the best you're gonna get to break even exactly um so you might not even be actually saving money with that plan at all if you see three movies with movie pass depending like let's say you saw all matinees at a theater that's reasonably still around like the six to seven dollar 
price for right, a bad right. day, you might, yeah, you might technically lose money or just about break even, but I don't think you're going to get ahead yeah. unless you're going to nighttime shows or you're a fairly frequent theater goer. Now, do, do they have any special pricing or, or does it do anything for like 3D shows or as IMAX far as shows? Or? As far as I can tell, they have zero option for upgrades. So you have to see 2D movies. 2D movies. And I don't think it includes IMAX. Okay. It is basic format 2D. Again, double double check me on that, listeners, if you go to check it out for, for yourself. But um, I, I believe that's where they are. I mean, in realistic, we're, realistically, we're, we're not suggesting MoviePass is a viable option. We're going over why it sucks so bad. <laughs> so the, you, you just don't pick this one at all. This is true. However, like I said, maybe you're in an area that doesn't have uh, a, a theater chain subscription program. Um, and this is something you at least maybe want to want to weigh and, and look at as an option. So like I said, go, go ahead and look into it and, you know, find your own conclusion. But my, my experience is that it is not only it's run by people who don't have a clear idea of what they need to do. But I, I like I said from the beginning, I think the notion of an outside vendor making this profitable is just doomed. I don't think it can be done because they're in the only way they make money as you guys have said multiple times they make money when people do not use this product yeah it is extremely difficult for them to find a profit margin so i i don't see long term or even i mean in this case it was barely short term viability once they you know drop the price down so low so what he's saying kids is that you need to sign up for movie pass not use it so that the company can remain solvent because nobody's using the service they're paying for. <laughs> Pretty much. If you want MoviePass to stay in business, yeah. yes, if, subscribe to them, but do not use If you are a super fan <laughs> of MoviePass. If you, if you really want to make a donation that you cannot get a tax deduction <laughs> on, just, yeah, just ch- yeah, sign, cause. Sign, sign up. Or, I mean, or better yet, I mean, go to the ATM, get like 20 bucks out a month, uh, go home to your backyard and just set it on fire. Bonfire for $20. Yes. Um, now, to give you a quick idea, what we were able to get out of MoviePass during the time that we had it, which was basically late uh, March through, say, early July of 2018, so really like maybe a three-and-a-half-month period. They like said, up front, we paid an annual cost, and it was $105. Now, based on the what the ticket prices would have been for the shows that we saw, I saw... 15 movies with movie pass during that time um if i had paid face value for the tickets for all of those shows i would have paid about 153 dollars okay so you, you made so it even out of the three and a half months as you can already see i saved 40 about 47 dollars and 50 cents just in that time, and then they ended up reimbursing me about another 50 bucks from my subscription because they were trying to get annual pass holders out. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's just one slight illustration of how much they would just, as I've said before, just bleed money like no tomorrow. Yeah, it's funny how, like, when we first talked about it, like, anyone with a basic understanding of economics realized this, that that company was doomed from the start. And I... 
I feel like probably one of their ultimate goals was to get people in the theater, which they've succeeded, but I don't know what the plan was once they got people in the theater. Like, yes, you're (laughs) getting more people to see movies. You are supporting the industry that you are trying to get people to subscribe to. You're keeping theaters in business because people are then spending the money they're not spending on tickets on concessions, which then helps the theater. So those theater chains stick around. But if you're still footing the bill to get people in the door, like it's, there's, there, I don't know, the logic there doesn't make sense to me. It, it doesn't. And now that their relationship with major movie chains, especially AMC, which I believe is the largest chain in the country, is so fractured. You know, there might yeah, be there, I, there might be certain parts of the country that movie pass like isn't accepted at, at some of those chains. Because I don't remember if there was I, I felt like there might have been other chains besides AMC, but I do remember AMC coming out themselves and, and saying that we're not going to try to accept movie pass because they recognize that the company's going to implode. They, didn't, they didn't want to be anywhere near it. Yeah, they didn't initially. And then actually in that uh, New York Times article I was using as a guideline. Uh, it had said that in 2014, like late 2014, the theater industry, for some reason, uh, saw in their eyes that attendance was lackluster overall. Um, so AMC was actually one of the first major chains to come back to MoviePass and say, okay, we'll try this. Oh, fair enough. Okay. So, uh, I mean, that relationship was in place at least to some extent for almost three years before movie pass dropped the price to $10. And then once they did that, AMC didn't pull out entirely, but at some point I think they did. And yeah. then it's since then they've launched their own service. Um, And I, to be, to be honest, I don't know if they have gotten back with them or not. They may have now with this restructured, uh, these restructured options for movie pass, but I don't even know. See, I feel like it's almost like the streaming services now. If AMC is is trying to promote their own subscription service to go see movies through their theater chain, I don't feel like they would accept a competitor's service. Well, the only possible... I thought about that. I think the only possible advantage to that is... And we'll get into what AMC offers, but... AMC sort of has the same incentive as MoviePass to the extent that they will make the highest profit margin in some degree the less people use what they're paying for yeah because even though so let's say you use movie pass $12 goes to the theater the theater maybe only keeps $3 of that right $9 goes to the production company, the distributor, the the, the filmmakers, etc. All all right, of right. that. Um, AMC starts to do the same thing. So even if I am paying AMC twenty dollars a month, and I go see a movie that's going to cost twelve dollars, AMC they don't necessarily need to pay themselves three dollars out of that 12 but they still need to pay that's the the movie studio nine right they, they've already gotten some money from me up front in my subscription cost but their hope i can only presume is that over the course of that visit or that month that i am again you know again i'm buying concessions i'm doing other things that are going to make up 
the revenue loss that they have to put out the door to to the studios for the movies they carry. Yeah. So, but but it seems to be like they at least have that other revenue driver. They have somewhere else that they can generate money from, whereas MoviePass didn't. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I I, I found some information on what I guess would be called their MoviePass's closest competitor. Uh, do you guys have any? thing you wanted to throw in before i kind of uh go through their options really quickly I, I, they basically have the same all the same potholes to overcome so we don't need to revisit that <laughs> uh i can't think of anything i feel like i anything that i thought of i think i said agreed mike anything anything else no mm-hmm. okay um a a direct competitor as far as i can tell to movie pass in the same sort of hey book your movies with us we'll give you a way to um you know go to anything now oh no to be fair this is this is an important point the one thing that movie pass or this other company called cine cinemia s-i-n-e-m-i-a cinemia the one thing that they do offer is portability presuming that the theater that you want to go to participates when we had movie pass for those couple of months, we weren't locked into just going to an AMC theater. Right, right. We could go to AMC or Cinemark. We could go to our local independent theaters like the Manor Theater in Squirrel Hill in Pittsburgh. We could go to the to the Hollywood in Dormont. As long as there those theaters have agreed to participate, you can take it anywhere. Right. Um whereas obviously AMC is only good at their own theaters and Cinemark as well, vice versa. So uh, so Cinemia looks like it has, at the moment, it has like six different options at different price points. Uh, I don't know if it's worth mentioning. It appears that they are uh, currently holding a Valentine's season sale. <laughs> God only knows if, if these are like their actual prices that they always advertise as always being on sale to make it look like you're saving a whole lot. But right, right, who right. knows? So the they range... From anywhere from four dollars a month to twenty dollars a month, so they have six different options. So, uh, for four dollars a month, you can get one ticket per month. That's it. Okay. So it says any theater, no blackout dates. Uh, you can do advanced ticketing. Uh, I don't believe you can. I again, I, I, I apologize for my shortcoming on this i don't know if you can now do advanced ticketing with movie pass or not uh but with cinemia you can you can do advanced ticketing so it doesn't have to just be day of the show and it does say it has a rollover ticket feature so presuming that you don't use your one ticket per month it's still you know you in month two you now have two tickets right okay right? so that's four dollars a month um i believe this is also restricted by um, some of these are, unless it specifically says, are restricted by format. So these basic ones are, uh, they have four options that they call classic, two that are plus. The four classics are 2D basic format only. Okay. So for seven bucks a month, you can get two tickets per month. For nine dollars a month, you can get three tickets per month. Uh, and based on the sale price of what they say, this Valentine's Day promotion they have going on, these prices that I'm telling you now look like they are pretty steep. They're like 
80% off. Yeah. Because the they're saying normally the three tickets per month instead of $9 is normally $33. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. So, again, take it as a grain of salt. I don't know if they actually normally charge $33 a month or they just like to make it look like you're always saving money and they always have a promotion. Who knows? Probably, because uh, the, I can't see $33 a month being viable. There's a lot of theaters that don't even charge $11 a ticket. Right. So, uh, it, it, it's it's difficult to tell, but like I said, I, I will at least admit that since I don't have the data beforehand, it's yeah, it's a possibility. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, the, And the last classic tier for $20 a month says a movie every day. So, just, just like movie passes old mantra a movie every day 30 tickets per month um now this is kind of insane this also says that this has a rollover feature so (laughs) does that particularly mean that if you didn't use all 30 tickets that whatever you didn't use goes into the next month and the month after that and the month after that so potentially if we don't use enough we could eventually be watching five movies a day for a whole month no probably not because you're probably still restricted by only seeing one movie a day just means when your subscription's over, you're still going to have a backlog of 60 <laughs> movies that you have to see. Right. And that's the thing. Like it, with, with, if that's, if that's how it works out, then a movie every day, the fact that there's a rollover feature doesn't give you any advantage. Yeah. Because yeah. like you can never see more than one movie a day. Delete from the features of that choice. Yeah. It could. It does. They could have done a copy and paste job. Yeah. Um, now they're saying this tier normally costs $90 a month. Now, in theory, let's say you're retired or on, you know, a, a disability, but you, you know, certain things, whatever your your situation Unemployed. is. Uh, hey, whatever <laughs> it is, you know, if, if you would go to the movies 10 times a month at almost 10 bucks a ticket, depending on when you went, like even at $90, would that eventually pay for itself if you did that consistently and would you possibly get ahead yeah you could i think that's a very narrow population that that would benefit but is it possible yeah i suppose if your job is reviewing every movie that comes out very thoroughly well if it's your job you're probably getting your <laughs> ticket comped or reimbursed by your employer. That's what they have the press passes for. Or like, be, unless you or, run or you could like, be like a, a, a movie blog website. I was going to say, you could be like us where it's our job to report on this stuff. Right. Yeah, like if we did that, then yeah, potentially. Um, now, when you get into their two plus tiers, this just gives you uh, access to the same other features and it throws in now. It says an experience in 3D IMAX, 4DX, and more per month. Now, they only have two plus tiers. The first one is for one ticket a month at six bucks. And so the difference between the regular at one a month, it's an extra $2 a month. And that only gives you the option of potentially doing like a 3D or IMAX. The other plus tier is only two tickets per month. And it's it's nine dollars. So and again, same thing. It only gives you the option of attending 3D or IMAX movies. And in this wording, when it's where it says 
It has all the features of the classic plans and an experience in 3D or IMAX. So for the two ticket per month, does that mean you can only use one of them for 3D IMAX and the other has to be regular format? Like, I'm not trying to split hairs just to be a dick, but I don't think their wording is very clear. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, There was a... Uh, uh, I, I, I brought these guys up because in a lot of what I was finding, reviewing, uh, researching what happened to MoviePass, this company was quoted as kind of um, swooping in last summer and trying to siphon off a lot of MoviePass's customers. Uh, they dropped their price points. They did some direct advertising. So they, they were quoted as like really trying to take advantage of, of MoviePass's negative publicity and, and their shortcomings and everything. It's kind of funny because I feel like I haven't heard of this company at all. I didn't before I was doing this either. Um, but not too long after that, they started getting a lot of criticism from their own users anyway because they tried to promote themselves as being a smoother experience. It's it's easier to use us and it's a more reliable price point and you know what exactly what you're going to get. Um one of the ways that they tried to streamline things was instead of having this debit card that you had to load and keep with you and all the, you know, everything that goes along with that, they just had an app uh, that you would then take to the theater and then somehow that could interact with, you know, buying your, your ticket. But the problem was, especially for doing online ticket purchases at theaters, you were still then having to pay that theater the convenience charge, the online service yeah, okay. fee. Yeah. So even if it's covering your $10 ticket, if that theater has a $2 convenience charge to do it online, you're still paying another $2 every ticket over and above whatever your subscription cost to Cinemia is. Right. Okay. So they started to get a lot of flack about that. And so then they gave in and said, okay, we'll give people the debit card option if they want which would in theory eliminate the online fees um, because it would at least cover the cost of that or whatever, or you could at least take the card to um, uh, you could take the card like, into the box office and, and use it there. But then the problem was then they were charging people $15 is it either, it's either $15 flat or $15 a month to just have the card. <laughs> Um, okay, it's fifteen dollars flat, so it's a, it's a one-time charge of fifteen dollars to then have the, that 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 card option in effect. All right, that's not too bad. It's not too bad, but they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah, by like specifically promoting what they're choosing to do as a better option, but then when the shortcomings of that are brought up, they're like, "Oh, okay, well, if you want to go back to what you had, then it's going to cost you more." Yeah. <laughs> Um, so that's all I have for the overview of the non-theater services. So for for both of those, MoviePass and the other one, I can't even remember the name already. So I'm going to call it Cinemia. That's how I'm pronouncing it. Okay, Cinemia. Um, is there a way for people to to because you said not all theaters accept those? Is there a way to, for for the consumer to figure mm -hmm. out what theaters accept either of those services? That is a good question. Um, I know 
on their websites, they will give you their pricing structures based on uh, where you tell it you are. So basically, like you put your zip code in and it gives you your pricing structure for whatever region of the U.S. you live in. Yeah. I don't believe, as, as far as I could find, I don't believe it had a strict like reference list. Yeah, because I'm just thinking someone decides, you know, yeah, I'm going to sign up for this. This sounds good. They sign up and then they get their card and then they go to a theater to try to use it and then find out it's not accepted. Yeah. Now, if you go deeper into the sign up process, it may give you some of that information if you wanted to check that. Yeah. Um, I did not go far enough in to see if they eventually bring that up, but it didn't look like there was an easy reference link. Like, you know, see who participates in your area. Because, I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. Some of the stuff sounds shady as it is, so I would not be surprised <laughs> if they don't tell you what's active and what's not. Right. Yeah, they're right. hoping that's how they hope that people sign up for it and don't use it to uh, make their pyramid scheme work. Right. At that point, they've got their money, so what do they care? Yep. Yeah. Dirty capitalists. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, so let me... Okay, so before we break into what some of the major theater chains, at least in the greater Pittsburgh area, northeast region of the U.S. that we're in, offer around. Um, let me ask you guys, do either of you uh, belong to anything like this with with any of the chains? No. Yes. And which is that, Brian? Uh, I signed up for the Cinemark one. Okay, and why did you choose that? Mainly because that was the theater chain that I frequent the most. And I think, not to jump ahead or anything but no, i think their plan was like nine bucks a month mm -hmm. that pays for a free movie you get free movie every month that then rolls over if you don't use that free credit correct and then it's 20 percent off concessions correct so in my mind if i see one movie i'm paying for that monthly fee sure and then as much as i get concessions i'm saving money from the concessions so it sort of pays itself off between Mm -hmm. One movie ticket and one trip to the concession stand. I've paid that subscription fee. Damn red vines. Okay. Get me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So you pretty much hit the nail on the head with that. Um, now, may I ask, in, in your case, you said Cinemark is where you frequent the most. Do you not have an AMC chain nearby or it's not as close by <laughs> or just in general, it's not where you end up? Uh, I think more the latter. Uh, I know the one uh, theater that's up by the mall, Westmoreland Mall um, in Greensburg, they changed over to AMC, mm -hmm. but that theater's pretty shitty, so I don't go there <laughs> that often. Okay. Maybe uh, maybe, it, maybe it, it was one of the ones that used to be a Carmike. Right. Yes. Okay. That and Delmont both went to AMC. Both of them used to be Carmike. Both theaters are not the, in the best shape. Gotcha. And typically, they were a lot more expensive, especially than Cinemark in Monroeville, which is the one where I frequent. Okay. Um. The AMC at the waterfront, I enjoy. I really like that theater. Mm -hmm. I just hardly ever go out to the waterfront. Okay. It's a bit of a drive. Yeah. yeah. It's a great theater. The good AMC theaters, I think, are better than the good Cinemark theaters, but there's so few of them. There's yeah. so many good Fair Cinemark enough. theaters around that you're probably going to find more people with easy access in our area to a Cinemark. Yeah. Like, Josh, I'll let you explain what the plan is. I think AMC yeah. is the better plan. Yeah, I mean... With, if, with... if I frequented AMC theaters more mm -hmm. often, I would probably do that one. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Cinemark for me was just the one I decided to try, and I've stuck with it for a while now. Sure, sure. And I mean, as we go through things, I mean, maybe from something I described, 
with AMC, you know, maybe you'll decide to maybe not sign up fully with both, but there might be some other options. There, there's basically multiple tier options that AMC okay, offers. Okay. Uh, some that are completely free, uh, some that are like a one-time annual fee at a pretty low rate, and then they have like their newer monthly subscription. Uh, but you hit the nail on the head pretty much with with Cinemark. Um, they just call their program the Cinemark Movie Club. Round it off to the you know cut the, round up the cents a few. It comes out to nine bucks a month. Uh, Brian was right. You get one adult ticket in a two D format only. There are upcharges for premium formats. You can technically use it, but there's some kind of you know surcharge for that. Um, it'll it it is good for any movie at any time. So they're not you know cherry picking they're not blacking out popular movies at popular times or anything like that right right you can book your tickets online on their app or at the box office uh you can use it to uh reserve seats if the particular theater that you're going to has a you know reserve structure in place um for that particular uh building or that particular auditorium there's no they waive all online fees so you're not going to pay you know, convenience charges or, or service fees or anything online. I like that too. That part's nice. That's a big one. Yeah. And I, I was always happy about that with any of these programs. Um, as he also said, yes, if you don't use your one included ticket that month, it does roll over to the next month. And I believe so. Sarah is also signed up on Cinemark as in addition to us <laughs> both being on AMC. Um, and there's been times where we haven't gone to a Cinemark in like three or four months. Um, but she has built up then like three or four tickets. Right, right. Um, so yeah, depending on what's nearby you and, and how much you do and do not get to different places, this, you know, could be, uh, this, this could look attractive to you. And to be honest, I don't know yeah. what other Cinemarks are priced, but the one in Monroeville is a very cheap theater. Mm-hmm. It's a $4 afternoon, anything before five o'clock or six o'clock, whatever the cutoff is, $4 for a 2D movie, $6 after that for the evening movie. Even on weekends? So the- Yes. Nice. Okay. So, but the the movie, like the the movie club for that, pays for basically a nine dollar ticket. So if I go in the afternoon, mm-hmm. I usually waive using my free movie on a four dollar ticket. I'll just pay the four dollars. Sure. So either so I've in that case, when you're going to a movie that's only costing six dollars, like really, what's the difference at that point? Yeah, occasionally I'll use it on the more expensive ones, but I've done a lot. I've basically saved my free movies for the XD screen, which is usually like eight fifty, closer to the nine dollars that I'm paying. Oh, okay, okay. And that counts for a free pass. So I usually use them for the more expensive type of theater and just pay the cheaper movie ticket. Okay. So I see. in that sense, I haven't seen an XD movie in a while. So I have like four or five free passes currently sitting in my account right now. I gotcha. And and then as you said, you're still getting even once you're in the door at your four dollars out of pocket, you're then well, hey, I still get my twenty percent off right, concessions. Exactly. You don't yeah. you don't have to you're still getting the discount on concessions whether or not on that specific trip you have used your one included ticket from the program correct yes okay um now the only thing that i i think is a little bit of a downfall on this is that you can purchase additional tickets through that membership at a at a with, with what they're calling a discounted rate um for nine bucks uh and, and again i I'll agree with you. I think the Cinemark at Monroeville is an anomaly. Yeah, uh, I think that's the exception. I yeah. think the one, at, which is which is strange because I actually I think that theater's in really good shape. It's relatively brand new still. Yeah, it's like yeah. less than six years old. 
Um, Minerva itself in the mall kind of sucks, but that theater's nice. Yeah, and so it's not like a crumb theater for discount. It's just they that's the price point that they selected to operate on. Now, if you go to the one out in Settler's Ridge toward Robinson, I think you're going to run into what you call like more traditional pricing out there. Right. So these two additional tickets you can get at nine bucks, that might be worthwhile. So you're going to the movies with some friends. Okay, I'll just get all the tickets together right now in one transaction. Oh, they're $11 tonight on Friday night, but I can get them for nine bucks. That's great. The only thing that I think it's a bummer is you can only do up to two additional ones. So if you have have a a bigger group. Yeah, you're not screwed per se, but you, you have no more discount to pass around. Right, right. Um, I tried to confirm this with Sarah. She thinks uh, that it does exist. You can tell me if you remember this. Does the program have a birthday perk? Ooh. So your birthday rolls around that, like that. your birthday month. Does it give you anything, an extra discount, or they comp you a popcorn or anything like that? That's a good question, because we are in my birthday month, and I don't we remember are. seeing anything. So she couldn't quite recall. She thought it was maybe like a free large popcorn or like a medium popcorn with a drink or something but um she couldn't recall off the top of her head and i looked back on their website three different times to see if it explicitly would tell me that and it, it's not so if that's part of the program then they're dropping the ball in conveying <laughs> that. um yeah i'll try to look at the app while you you guys continue and, and yeah you know vamp and stuff i'll see if i can see any coupons sitting in my app surely um aside from this program cinemark i mean they also do have a basic free points program that doesn't cost you anything to sign up with if you are a member of the movie club your purchases do also earn you points in that same structure um and as you earn points that's going to get you stuff you know toward additional things like you know additional movie tickets or free concessions etc etc and that uh exists whether you're a movie club member or not you can sign up for that for free with uh with cinemark uh i'd say the one small advantage that Cinemark has over AMC, at least at the beginning, is there's no initial contract period. So it's purely month to month. You don't have to have any initial commitment. Um, but AMC's is, I feel, pretty generous anyway. Um, so it's not that much of a gamble. But definitely, I mean, when you look at something like MoviePass or the others, where you might... Ha- oh, I think I should backtrack. Uh, I think Cinemia, uh, they whatever their price point is, they charge on the annual basis. So even if you're signing up at the, you know, $5 a month price point, they're actually going to charge you for the whole year up front. Oh, okay. Whereas Cinemark and AMC only charge you month to month as you go. Right. Okay. I feel like the whole charging for a year ahead of time thing is going to blow up in Cinemia's face, um, given their current pricing format. It, I don't know. Well, I, I, I think they do it because they're they're always trying to get ahead of the cash flow. So even though they know that you might be costing them money every month from month three and on, they got all of your year's money up front. And they can, in theory, that can help them with the bleeding that is occurring from the people who have already been their customers for a while. <sighs> the business formats just oh it doesn't it it still blows that's the only rationale <laughs> i can come up with though yeah yeah it, it, it's bad it's definitely bad. <laughs> but yeah it is it is so looking at my app i did not yeah. see any birthday coupons so i don't think 
either they didn't do it or or I don't see it anywhere. Gotcha, gotcha. It'd be fun if you went to the theater and they just threw some confetti at you for the hell of it. <laughs> yeah, I scan my phone, that little barcode, whenever I get a ticket, and they're like, "Papa!" <laughs> they glitter Happy bomb birthday. you before you yeah. go into your movie. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I think uh, we can move on to my last little section of notes here. Um, which which is sort of reviewing the AMC theater chain offerings. Uh, now I'm I'm like 100% polar opposite from where you are, Brian, at least. Uh, and Mike, what? Other than say, yeah, like the Cinemark in Monroeville, um, the Pittsburgh is Mills cine- is the one that's close to, to me. That, that, that's ten minutes away. That's a Cinemark, also. Yeah, that's a Cinemark. The Mills, okay. Yeah. yeah, okay. So I can absolutely see how those appeal for you guys. Um, where I previously just got done living for five years, and where I live now since last summer, which is only about six miles away from where I used to just live, um, we were sort of situated in this area of the south hills of pittsburgh that was like 10 minutes from homestead where the waterfront is there was the theater in west mifflin where we worked at that was just independently owned um and then we were i don't know maybe 20 minutes from south hills village where there was another amc at the galleria shopping area and previously like half a mile away up the hill at south hills village mall was a car mic and amc bought car mic like two years ago (laughs) so there are literally two amc theaters a half a mile away from each other yeah um and both of which like the one at the mall uh at, at south hills village mall we can literally drive there in less than 60 seconds jeez uh, and the one at the Galleria, if as long as like if even if we hit like every red light, it's maybe like a four minute drive. Yeah. So we are extremely well positioned in, in terms <laughs> in terms of that uh, factor. Uh, and then if we for whatever reason, you know, if we're like trying to coordinate with like, you know, you guys, for instance, like, hey, you're coming from the east. We're a little further like southwest. Like in that case, maybe the waterfront is a better, you know, middle ground for right, right. certain people. So even if that's the case, then we still have the one at the waterfront as an option. Um, so when AMC, like when we, when we broke away from movie pass last summer, by the end of August, we had signed up with AMC. Uh, Cause we're like, all right, their terms look better. We have a history with them. We were part of their other loyalty programs. We'll give this a shot. And they weren't asking for upfront, um, upfront, uh, upfront cost. You were just paying, you were being billed month to month and they, uh, also guaranteed their pricing structure for at least one year. So whatever price point you came in at, at the time, they guaranteed they would not raise your prices for at least 12 months. Okay. So, uh, let's sort of just dip into everything that they offer. So they, they have actually three different things that you can get involved in. Uh, like Cinemark, they have a free like point system kind of tier. It's just called the insider program. Uh, it's a point system. It's a loyalty program. Um, there are some benefits that you get with that, that are, uh, overlapping with, with the other things um and then other things that you know of course is drop off as you get into the higher tier stuff you get more out of them 
Uh, but the Insider program is free. The Premiere, uh, which just used to be called, I think, AMS, it was called Stubbs, like like Ticket Stub. It was called right, Stubbs right. Premiere. That used to be, I want to say, like $20 a year. But um, when they introduced their new month-to-month program, the, subs- the actual subscription service called A-List, they rebranded Stubbs Premiere. They call it just Premiere. And it's now, it's $15 plus tax per year. Okay. So that's it. It's a one-time payment per year. That's it. And then the A-List program is where you, there's a monthly fee. The prices vary actually by state. Um, it's not horribly by state. There's only three different groupings. So I don't know if that was based on like regulations in certain states or they were like trying, I don't know, certain states were trying to protect their own like local theater economies or something, but it doesn't get, in my opinion, it doesn't get as confusing as say going to movie pass, putting in your zip code and not knowing what you're about to see. Right. Right. Um, and even within a list, then there's you know several options within there. So here's some universal benefits, no matter which of those three that you, that you go with, um, they call them exclusive offers, screenings, and more. The screenings I can actually attest to, um, while Sarah had previously paid the annual fee for the old Stubbs premiere program, I never did. I always just stayed on the free points program, but just by being on the mailing list as a Stubbs member, we uh we got emails to get invited to a few advanced free screenings at AMC okay um that exist outside of things i've you know other things i've talked about like gofobo or signing up with like warner brothers or sony lists this was just offered through AMC as a theater chain okay um so even if you're just in the free basic tier that is every now and then not very frequently maybe it happens like once or twice a year but it, it's at least something there that you know i haven't seen anywhere else um just for being even on the free level um you get a uh free refill one free refill on your large popcorn purchase um if you are a premiere or a list you get free size upgrades on your popcorn and fountain drinks. So basically you can get a medium by paying for a small. You can okay. get a large by paying for a medium. Um, they do have a birthday perk. Uh, if you're a free member, the insider, it's uh, you get a large free, large popcorn uh, around the, the month or time period of, of your birthday. If you're on the premiere or the a list, uh, you get a large popcorn and a large fountain drink. Uh, it does waive online fees, but it only you're you're limited if you're an insider and you're on the free program. You only get those fees waived if you're ordering at least four tickets. So if you're ordering just one ticket or two or three online, you're still going to pay service charges. If you're on Premier or A list, no service fees online. It's always waived. So, real quick interruption. Yep. I'm looking at my AMC app, which I do sign up for the free Stubbs thing. Yep. I do have a coupon for a free large birthday popcorn. There you go. 
So that worked. <laughs> Validation. It expires at first of March, so I gotta I gotta get to AMC to get a free popcorn. There you go. Well, that we got what uh, uh, How to Train Your Dragon coming out next next Ooh, weekend, right. I think. But well, by the time the listeners hear this, it'll be this coming Friday. <laughs> All right, sorry for the interrupt. You know, no, no, I'm, I'm glad we have you to learn how out. to talk in the future better. Yeah. <laughs> F- future me. All right. F- past. Past us uh, is telling our future selves. This, right, this feels like Bill and Ted now. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, <laughs> um, kind of wrap up in a, with a couple of last minute points. Um, so Brian, do you happen to know with the Cinemark program, sort of what your point structure is? So you're spending dollars on your monthly subscription. You're spending concession dollars. Do you happen to know like how fast you're accumulating points based on what you spend and at, you know, at, at what at what levels those points are redeemable for things and what they are. Uh, tell you the truth, I haven't looked. I don't know if it's like a dollar per per point mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, I to be honest, a lot of the points that I earn, I don't redeem much. I think I redeemed it recently because they were. They, I remember getting emails that at the end of the year they were basically going to reset your points. Oh, and kind of start over. Okay, and they offer like. You know, movie-related tie-in merch, like swag and stuff like that, if you want to try to get that. The few things that I've seen that I liked, every time I try to redeem for something like that, it'd be like, oh, sold out, or you can't get this. So it's like that, I gave up trying to get some of that stuff. So I redeem for coupons for in the theater, for like concessions coupons, or at the end of last year, you could redeem for free movie passes just to Mm -hmm. add more free passes to your account. So I did like four or five of those just to get rid of my points. Okay, okay. Um, or, but I don't remember what the cost of that was or how many points, you know, you earn per purchases and stuff like that. I, yeah. I can't remember. Are you, would you say you're generally happy or satisfied with whatever it is that, you know, however it's structured at the moment? I mean, it sounds like you're obviously not relying on it per se. Um, no. And I think that, you know, I, I have no complaints about it. I think more because I think the theater that I frequent is pretty cheap regardless. Fair enough. So I don't. I don't have too much to complain about. If I saw went to a theater that had higher ticket prices where I felt like I was making use of a lot of the free passes more, mm-hmm. I might speak more highly of it. Okay. Like if like I know the mills, if I go to the Cinemark at the mills, it's higher priced than the one in Monroeville. So I would use free passes there and I feel like I'm getting more use out of the out of the service. Mm-hmm. Um for now I think I'm basically using it just for twenty percent off concessions when I go. Which again still pays for itself after two or three visits to the theater. So mm-hmm. I c I can't complain about that either. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, well, at least, uh, yeah, maybe we can, um, yeah, other listeners, if you use the program as well, chime in on, on that. You know, let us know if you think there's a, a way that they could improve it or if you are happy with, with how it uh, accumulates for you. Um, Josh, real quick, yeah. before we sort of like tie this off, because I feel like we started getting sidetracked and, and kind of talking all over the place. Can we just do like a rundown, like a bullet point rundown of what the services offer do you have that information readily available of like cinemark versus amc yeah uh yeah well actually let me let me finish off amc because like get, getting into the meat and potatoes of of what the a-list will give you is okay. actually yeah, by yeah. my last little section and then we can yeah sort of summarize right okay um so the 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 last point to make differentiating between amc's three general options the the insider the premiere and the a-list is their 
points accumulation system. Uh, if you're on the free side on on the insider, like like you mentioned, you are Brian. Um, you're gonna get uh, twenty points for every one dollar you spend. Okay. But you need five thousand points to get a five dollar. They call it a five dollar reward. So that's five dollars toward a movie ticket, five dollars off concessions. Right. So effectively, okay. I did the math. You have to spend two hundred and fifty dollars before you get five bucks back. Yeah, that on, sounds about right. On the free program, with Premiere and A List, you are getting a hundred points for every dollar spent. So you only have to spend fifty bucks, right, to get five dollars back. So you're getting a ten percent return. And your, uh, especially on the A list, your annual, your I'm sorry, your monthly subscription cost goes toward that fifty bucks. So my tw- so you just use it as basically like a coupon, kind of almost. So like the okay. So when we signed up, ours was we signed up at a twenty dollar price point. So every month, at least that twenty bucks is going toward the fifty that I need to get a five dollar coupon. Oh, okay. Okay. So if I spent nothing else, if I never bought concessions or anything, basically after my third month, every third month of my subscription, I'm getting that $5 reward. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Now, obviously, if I if I see seven movies a month, just because I'm going to see movies and, I, and I'm utilizing the service, I'm not getting extra points because I'm not spending extra money. Right, right. But at the very least, the monthly amount that I'm spending on the service is contributing toward that goal gotcha um so real quick give you the quick the rundown on on what a list and and i i do got to say from a programming standpoint yeah it might sound biased and self-serving but i i think a list is superior to everything else that i've seen um and, and if there's another chain out there like i said that offers some programs that we could look into for people i'll, I'll, I'll do that um what the amc a list program is going to give you is three movies per week Every single week. Uh, the cycle runs Friday to Thursday. So every time new movies come out within that seven-day period, you can have three movies for essentially for free included with your monthly subscription. So basically you can see 12 movies a month for, for 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Uh, you can repeat as much as you want. There's no blackout times. There's no blackout dates. All formats are included, 2D, 3D, IMAX, IMAX 3D, uh, the new Dolby Cinema style that that we've seen one or two uh, together and so far. fucking fantastic. Amazing. Uh, they went like full out. Now, to be fair, the, the only Dolby auditorium that I'm aware of in Pittsburgh right now is one individual auditorium at the waterfront location. Yeah. Um, Worth but it. But when... When they went luxury, they went big, like the like the the best kind of leather recliners that you could get. They're heated, like they put all the bells and whistles in. It wasn't even that. Like I was just impressed with the sound design in that theater. Oh, yeah. and, and on top of that, yeah, I mean the theater design. It almost I don't it, I don't even know if that was an IMAX screen or not, but the layout of the room, the way it's engineered. It, to me, it felt like it. Like, it felt like almost a Yeah, it mix. feels really big. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's yeah. definitely big. And it's definitely, right now, I think it's ob- obviously the nicest theater you can go to see a movie in in the city. 
Like around all of Pittsburgh, it's the best you're going to find right now. Until somebody makes yeah. something new and takes it another step further, which will probably just be AMC again, because they're all about the luxury in their theaters. Uh, and I think they see the writing on the wall that there is definitely a willingness for that market. Um, now, I don't, I don't, I'm not aware that any AMC theaters have D-Box in, in this region, but if there are theaters in the rest of the country that do, which I think are more like a 4D kind of theater experience yeah. where you have like the seats are moving in accordance with what like motion is happening on the screen. And there might be, I don't know if they go as, as far as having like the like atmospheric effects. Um, there's some theaters in the country that do that and it sounds really amazing. Um, but those are accepted. Um, I, I will read this statement that they have on the website just cause I, I, I want it to be like transparent it said, uh, AMC will make reasonable efforts to include every film, but reserves the right to selectively exclude titles on a limited basis. Virtual reality experiences and premium events such as, but not limited to, fan events, private screenings, movie marathons slash double features, metropolitan opera, broadcasts of sporting events and other showtimes and events, including select showtimes of certain foreign language films, are not eligible and are excluded. I think that's a fair disclaimer to put up, um, and I think it was good for them to address up front a lot of the things that MoviePass had tried to do. One of the the first major revamps that they did, like I said, was saying, well, basically every day of the week for a while, for like a couple week period, what you could use MoviePass for was changing. It wasn't yeah. even set for the week. It was like, hey, look at it this morning. What movies and what showtimes am I allowed to use this for? So I haven't seen anything that's been excluded. Um, like at the moment, we are, you know, set to go see Captain Marvel on its Thursday opening night that I was able to book and use one of my, you know, my free ticket in advance. And I wasn't even using one of my free tickets for the week at the time that I booked it. I'm effectively reserving one of those slots for the week in the future. Right. We could, okay, we could, gotcha. right. So we, we could do that online. Um, it's in the Dolby theater. It's on opening night, but it's not technically the fan event screening. Okay. So the fan event screenings they do are mostly pushed and organized by the studios. And they typically include a like package deal where it's like your ticket and a small amount of concession and like maybe a collectible trinket or something's included with it. Those are still have my infinity war coin. There you go. Um, we're not going to that one for captain Marvel. So you're already going to be lacking in your completism. So sorry about that. Bitch. Uh, (laughs) So, I mean, you know, it just to point out, you know, yes, there are some things that it's slightly limiting, but I think for even the above average movie theater user, it is offering quite a bit. Um, unused movie times do not roll over, but I don't care about that because, again, that'd be like, what, up to like 12 movies a month rolling over somewhere? Like, that's fine. Yeah. I don't care. Um, it is billed monthly. There's no um, uh, major commitment. The only thing that you commit to, and this looks to be the true still, when we joined, you had to do a minimum three-month commitment. 
So we came in at a $20 price point with a minimum three-month commitment. But as I said earlier, they guaranteed that that $20 price point would not increase for at least a year. So we are locked in. If we want to continue for the first year, we will not pay more than, it's like $19.95 per month, at least for that first 12 months. How long did you sign up? We've been signed up since the end of August. And has the price increased for any, anybody else yet? Slightly, yes. And that is the last point here. So the current current pricing uh, tiers, you can still get in at $20 a month, which is good in 35 states. The states that are excluded are specifically denoted on the website when you go to sign up for this and it's very clear right now uh pennsylvania is in the 22 dollar a month tier so it has gone up it's like 21.95 so it effectively went up two bucks a month since we signed up uh same thing where it says it's a minimum three month commitment um i could be wrong i did not find anywhere on the website that it now says that price is guaranteed for 12 months after sign up but obviously within those first three months they can't increase it if they're requiring you to have it um now if you want to pay 24 dollars a month i don't know why you would want to do that per se but a 24 dollar price point will give you admission in any state no matter where you are um like I said, PA is in the $22 tier in the middle. They do give you a little bit of flexibility. They said, quote, you may want, you may plan outside your designated coverage area at times. You know, people travel on vacation. They live near a state border, et cetera. Um, it says they will allow you to use it in one of the other, let's say, tiered areas that you're not covered in up to three times each year without an upcharge. That's fair. So so if I'm in PA and I want to go to one of the other five states where it would cost me a little bit more if that's where I permanently lived, I can do that up to three times without an upcharge. And I think that's extremely generous. Yeah, that's... So Josh, I don't know how this applies. I'm just try- like on the website trying to look like what it would look like if I'm trying to sign up. Okay. It does give me that $22 a month price point but it does say based on my zip code yes uh use your membership in most states excludes california connecticut massachusetts new jersey and new york at that yes that is correct those are the other states the those are the like yeah those are the five states that you have to be in the 24 dollar price point to use the program was that where you were talking about like the up up price point like can i go use it there with a little bit of a fee or is that just can't use it there at all you can and you can use it up to three times a year in those other areas before you would get charged additional okay so if you're if you're in one of the 35 states that you're at the lowest price point you're at the 20 dollar point you have another 15 states that if you found yourself in because you're visiting a friend you're on vacation the other 15 states you can use it three times in a year before you would be subject to any kind of surcharges. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, 
I'll close out my experience by just telling you what we've been able to do with a list so far. Um, because I'm a nerd and I like lists and <laughs> spreadsheets and shit. Um, so I've kind of tracked month to month what we've seen, what it would have cost, sort of like I did with MoviePass, what our savings is, um, to see how it's shaken out. So, so far from the end of August of 2018 through the end of January 2019, uh, we have seen, well, I have used it to see 22 movies. Um, I have paid AMC about $100, just shy of $100 in those five months. Those movie tickets, though, to see everything I would have seen, those movie tickets would have cost me about $243. So I have saved $143 already. I'll take that. Now, I just for comparison, I also wanted to see, all right, well, what if I'm coming into the program now or if I was coming in at the higher price point, if I'm coming in at the current $22 amount? If I, in theory, if I had seen those same exact movies at $22, I still would have already saved 133 bucks. Yeah. So that's been our experience with it. Um, canceling things in advance. Like you can, if you, if you book a movie earlier in the day or two weeks in advance, you can cancel it up to like five minutes before showtime and you're fine. It, like we'll open up one of your available slots. Um, if it was extra tickets that you bought, like I, I can buy, I, I can book mine for free for the show. And then I can basically buy unlimited number of extra tickets um, at, at their face value. I don't get a discount on them, but I also don't pay service fees. Right. Right. With a list on, on any of those other tickets. I, if I bought 10 extra tickets, I could cancel all 10 of those tickets five minutes up to like five minutes before showtime and get refunded the entire amount that I paid for those tickets, even if I bought them a month in advance. So that, that has been my experience with a list so far. It's been reliable and we really haven't had any problems. So I guess if you'd go side by side between Cinemark and and AMC, um, Cinemark is $9 a month. AMC is either going to be free, 15 bucks a year, or let's call it, at this point, $22 a month. So between Cinemark, you're going to spend about $108 per year just on your subscription program. In Pennsylvania, for AMC, you're looking at about a hundred to, well, no, closer to 260 255 to 260. Um, so it's significantly more. Uh, but with Cinemark, you're getting one ticket a month included. AMC, you're getting effectively 12 a month. Um, yeah. You're earning points towards additional rewards with both programs. Uh, it doesn't look as far as we can tell that there's a birthday perk with Cinemark, but there might be. Uh, there definitely is one with AMC, even at the free level. Confirmed. Yes. Uh, Cinemark, you are getting a direct discount off of, I believe, Brian, is it, do you, would you say it's all of your concessions 
or only specific things? I think it's everything. I think 20% off all concessions. Okay, so whether it's your just your basic popcorn and fountain drink, or uh, if you're ordering up uh, hot dogs, uh, pizza, soft pretzels, nachos, you know, they got a, quite a good spread at most Cinemarks. I'll give them that. Yeah, and to be fair, I haven't tested that theory and tried to get, like, nachos, hot dogs, pizza, all that stuff. I, I basically just do popcorn. Or Seriously, drink, who eats that stuff in um, the theater? <laughs> I, I, like, I, I, I see all this stuff all the time, and I think, like, if there was somebody eating nachos next to me in the theater and it was a movie I was really intent on listening to, I would be pretty pissed at crunch, crunch, crunch through the whole damn movie. Just, oh, all all the time. People do it all the time. <laughs> um, and I think the their menu is... Just about as extensive as AMC's, where you can get like boneless wings or chicken tenders and fries, right. and um, and so like I said, that's that's one thing that AMC doesn't have going for it. Like I said, you can get the sort of size up on popcorn and fountain drinks at AMC, get a bigger size by paying for a lower size, but you don't get additional discounts if you're getting anything else. Soft pretzels. I AMC said it had ten percent off concessions when I was looking. I didn't see that i don't believe there's anything on ours that gives you that because on ours it um like i said you get you just accumulate points based on the dollars you're spending yeah wait, where the though i could I be mistaken at? now maybe maybe i didn't look hard enough it could be maybe in the free tier maybe that's like an extra little perk you're getting is is a slight discount on something maybe because you're not really getting those free upcharges uh, or free upsizes rather yeah, I'm trying to see. I thought I read that somewhere. I'm, I'm looking. Uh... No, you're right. I think I'm seeing the same list you just did, you went through that says mm-hmm. the free upsize and stuff. Okay, yeah. Could have sworn I seen ten percent somewhere. Okay, maybe I'm making that up. I don't know. Well, if we if we find ten percent for anybody anywhere, we will be sure to let you know so that you can know exactly what the best deal is for you. Um, trying to look at Cinemark. Uh, I mean, they, like I said, they they both are month to month billing. You're not really paying upfront costs. You can basically cancel whenever you want to. Um, Cinemark uh does have the rollover tickets. If you don't use that, you know, one free included one that month, it does carry forward. Um, although you're limited to the 2D format. Uh, and there's the the upcharges for the premium formats, whereas AMC includes basically everything. Uh, neither of them have blackout dates, blackout times. Uh, they both give you the option to book online through their apps in advance at the box office. Uh, they don't really limit you anyway in that way. Um, I think that's about it. It's kind of the rundown. Here it is, Josh. AMC Stubbs Premier Benefits are complimentary for A-listers. Enjoy 10% back on food and drink purchases, free size upgrades on popcorn and fountain drinks, and priority lanes at the box office and concessions. 10% back was what Josh was talking about with the points program, I think. I think that's how they're they're choosing. Yeah, I hadn't seen that before. That's that's how they're choosing to verbalize it as 10% back because you get, once you reach 50 bucks, then you get the $5 Yeah, that's fair. I gotcha. Okay. Okay. Got it, got it. No, I'm glad we found that, because seeing that language online might otherwise seem to conflict with what we've been talking about. Um, so, yeah, uh, I mean, other than kind of blandly ending with 
that's all I got for you, folks. <laughs> um, what do you? What do you yeah, I mean, I any, feel like any, it still any comes, takeaways. I feel like it still comes down to convenience. Like whatever theater is convenient to you, you might be able to jump jump in on one of these plans if they sound appealing to you. I definitely, I'm with you. I definitely think the AMC one is the best one for your money. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where it would, if I signed up for that, it would probably make me go out of my way to go to an AMC theater just to be able to utilize that plan fully. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that might be something to, you know, I might end up switching over maybe eventually if I go through all my Cinemark passes and, and get to a point where I don't have like a free, like, uh, free movie to see that. Like I've used all my free stuff and I don't have anything to see that month. Maybe I could just cancel it that month and yeah start the AMC stuff, but. Because if yeah, if I you, if I definitely went to AMC more often, I would definitely do yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. In my particular case, the closest AMC is about a forty-minute drive, and yeah, I may yeah. be looking at getting a new car, but I still drive a full-size pickup truck, and <laughs> that would cut quickly into the discount that I would be obtaining. <laughs> um, forty yeah. minutes there, forty minutes back—that's not cheap in a pickup truck. Um, so that that's the whole reason for me why the only one that was even considered was Cinemark. Um, it, you know, it, it's a ten minute drive versus a forty minute drive, and like Brian said, convenience is going to reign supreme here. You're surrounded by AMC. We're surrounded by Cinemark. Yeah, you yeah. Know, that, that's going to be the real driving deci- decider here because, yeah, I agree too. The AMC sounds a lot better if you're going to see that many movies. Um, yeah. For your average moviegoer, I think Cinemark's a better baseline deal. For somebody that's going to see a ton of movies, AMC is much better. Now, both of you are kind of shaking out in a different place, and I, I wonder this. Like, Brian, you you said I get, like for maybe two reasons. The price point on what tickets are at the Monroeville Cinemark are so low and you prefer that theater as opposed to the other physical buildings, you know, that AMC has closer to like Greensburg. Um, but you're not always using, you're not always cashing in, uh, that one free Cinemark ticket. So you're, so on the one hand, like you're, you're, you're paying your $9 subscription fee. Even if you use that, you're then, paying an additional four or six dollars for every additional movie you're seeing there each month right so the difference between the nine and the 22 is 13 dollars. so even if you saw like three more say call it three more movies each month there uh on the matinee you're then kind of hitting that amc price point where you know which would all would still like it would cover those four movies plus still give you several more that month if you wanted. Does that right. change your calculus or is your positive like going experience at that particular Cinemark so good that it is, you know, worth it for you to, to make that trade? Uh yeah, probably a little bit of that. Like I said, I think I think the concessions discount is good enough for me to not worry about using the free passes because of the cheaper ticket price. Mm-hmm. It, like, it'd be different if they gave you just, like, a $9 credit. Okay. And then I could redeem that for probably two movies. Yeah. But since it's just one free pass, I'm trying to save that for a point where I'm I'm getting a, a movie that's higher in price, closer to that $9 that I'd be spending. Yeah. Just to feel like I'm, I'm fully redeeming. Because 
to me, it makes no sense to redeem a, f- a free pass on a movie that I that's like half what's what it's worth for the free pass. Right, and then if you actually do go see, as you said, the XD auditorium, right. it's going to be eight right. fifty to nine dollars anyway. Then that then now that's out of pocket. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Mike? So you, you're kind of coming from the opposite side where you're not yet a part of that Cinemark program, but, you know, have obviously uh, emphasized that uh, the uh, Pittsburgh Mills Theater is pretty much, it's like your your primary go-to, right? Mm-hmm. Would that, I mean, if you're if it's money you're going to be spending anyway, is, is engaging, you know, in the program you know, from a, a point coming soon forward, uh, something you would like potentially now consider, or you've been aware of what they offer for a while already, but it just hasn't been appealing enough for you. Um, I've been aware of it, and it's not that it's not necessarily appealing. It's a matter of you know that kind of the same thing Brian's saying with the pricing. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I average most months, one or two movies during most okay. months of the years. That's just my normal amount. Um, mm-hmm. you know, like certain years like this year, well, Star Wars is the end of the year. So I'll probably end up seeing that a few times in 2020 as opposed to multiple times in 20 or 2019 rather, as opposed to multiple times, 2018, all that. So it, it, it'll be something where there's only two movies this year i'll see multiple times i think gotcha and that's when it really starts to eat into me going more than once or twice a month and it, most times uh, i'm going on sunday afternoon to avoid crowds and mm-hmm. it's five fifty to go on a sunday afternoon uh, okay um so and the 20 percent off on concessions sounds nice um <laughs> but it, it's again it's a it's a volume kind of thing where oh, sure. to, to make up 20%, you know, $4, let's say, I have to make up it, to make up that $9 a month. Yeah. Um, that means no, I maybe that's a good 20 bucks on concessions. Yeah. Now, that, maybe that's a good contrast point. Like, Brian, how often on average do you visit a physical movie theater each month, would you say? Uh, Probably... Well, it depends on the time of year too. Sure. Uh, summertime, I'm I'm usually there like every week because there's usually something out every week. Um, lately, it's been I, it's somewhere between every week and every other week. There's usually every every two weeks would probably be a good average for me. Okay. So anyway, and and during busy times with a big release with a Marvel movie, a Star Wars movie, etc., it might might range anywhere from say two two to five, two to six. Yeah, I mean, summertime, it gets real busy, especially, like, we've talked about it before, like, for Star Wars weekends and Avengers weekends, yeah. I'll see the movie three or four times. Mm-hmm. Within, uh, like, the first week. Right, yeah, yeah. 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 So, they, yeah, I definitely have higher volumes later on in the year. This is a little bit of a lull, but... Sure. Yeah, so, I mean, for for the amount that I see, especially, like, again, in the summertime and stuff, AMC is more my speed, because I would get more out of it, mm-hmm. seeing as many movies as I would. So, yeah, that's, that's that plan has been in the back of my mind I mean, for a while. I feel like I might end up there eventually, just having pulled You could end up yeah, on yeah. a seasonal rotation, where from, like, say, April through October, you run with AMC, and then 
November through March. That's true. You, you run with Cinemark. Yeah, if it's a month-to-month basis, I could just pick which months I want to do which plan. Right, well, well, Josh said they're yeah. three months with AMC, so you could do two three-month sets with them through the heavy time of the year. And yeah, do, you know, yeah, and and I would yeah, I would say like you with with AMC, you don't like you don't have to go three months at a time. Just upon your initial sign up, you you just have to do three months the first time. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then it, and then it's month to month. Yeah, it's not like three month blocks at a minimum. Um, oh, well, then you could. Now, yeah. Now the only the thing that a- you might, yeah, the only thing you might run into with either of those programs is they might have certain restrictions on whether like you have to be off the program for a certain amount of time after you cancel before they want yeah, you to come true. back. Yeah. Not saying they, they do per se. I don't explicitly recall seeing that. Um, that would be dumb. But w- with other subscription services in, you know, other industries and areas of life, they, I, I have seen that be a possibility. So I, I see this yeah. is something to keep in mind. You tend to see that when it's like something they're offering, you know, regularly they, when they regularly offer discounts like cable service, um oh yeah I see what you're saying. things yeah, yeah. like that where they're just going to be offering this at the same price no matter what the next time you sign up or maybe even at a higher price um saying i want to come back to it you know it's like i'm not going to be seeing any movies for the next several months i know what's on the docket i'm not interested in them i don't want to bank anything i just want to not have the service because i'm not going to be here yeah I, and then saying when you come back like i want to give you money again mm-hmm. they should say okay <laughs> I mean, that's what good business would, think. would dictate. You would think. Well, from what we've seen from our first examples, good business is not always common sense. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I hope that uh, people weren't too bored to death with this and that you found it hopefully informative. And if you live in uh, any of the areas where these particular theater chains are, that that might have helped clarify or inform help you make decisions or you know maybe reinforce the idea that you don't want anything to do with them uh if you're not in places where those chains primarily operate uh maybe some of the background info on movie pass and cinemia will help clarify as well uh and yeah going forward we're just just trying to educate yeah, I think ultimately our goal is a little bit similar to some of these services where we just want to get people to the theater Exactly. I think I think that seeing movies in the theater is an experience in itself. I think see, especially bigger blockbusters like Avengers and stuff like that. I've had some of my favorite movie going experiences seeing those big movies with a big crowd opening weekend. Mm-hmm. So as much as I can hype and and try to convince people to to go out of your way to do that, and if it comes down to one of these services helping you get free passes to do that, by all means, please do that. Yeah, I think it's worth it. Real, real quick, spitball. When the maybe end the episode with this, uh, since you just said that, I'll go first. So you guys can have some think time. Uh, name like your one or two best moments with like the community theater experience from like those big movies or big openers. Everything easily, I can say the top off the top of my head. Number one is the first time seeing uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Two. Saw a midnight release in New York because uh, there was a touring museum exhibit 
going around the country and it had, like just come from overseas. It was in New York for that opening time period. We went there for the exhibit, got midnight tickets and spoilers. The moment uh, where Neville decapitates Nagini with the sword you have never heard a theater clap and cheer out <laughs> loud together audibly, deafeningly so much. Loved it. That applause happened when I saw that movie too. <laughs> weekend. Yeah. You guys? Anything come to, come to um, mind? I can think of um, one very specific instance. I'm sure there's others. But yeah. um, very recently, you, you could say, uh, with Avengers Infinity War, um, the theater I was in on opening night, um, it was a very interesting experience all told because I'm in there, you know, it's Thursday night and, uh, I'm just happen to be the lucky guy that sits next to the one person cosplaying in the entire theater, which I will, I, you know, <laughs> sitting next to Spider-Man all night. I was just going to ask what they were. Nice. Uh, and he, he legit looked like Spider-Man too. Like he looked, he was like a late teenage kid that could be Peter Parker when he took the mask off. It was pretty cool. Um, Love it. But that's not the part that was the interesting, fun part of the community <laughs> part of the theater. It was at the end of the movie when somebody who perhaps was a uninformed moviegoer about the storyline or plot of Infinity Gauntlet, anything like that, had no <laughs> idea what was coming. Okay. Um, so, you know, the movie goes, Thanos back on Titan, Sunset, and, you, you know, everybody's you know, just died and everything, and um, <laughs> then we get credits, and the yeah. first thing you hear is, what the fuck? And <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be a, oh, hell no! It, it, it brought joy <laughs> in, into my life that mo in that very moment. It really did. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that would definitely be the one that's I'm just always going to remember because it was deafening silence in the theater at that point <laughs> because you know all these people had just watched what happens at the end of that movie and there was no cheer there was no excitement it was just silence no probably probably no but yeah nobody wanted to be the first noticeable sound that was heard right. like rumbling <laughs> rummaging in their seat getting up talking to their neighbor it's about time to and hit that the just trail you know <laughs> that and, that and that guy just pierced just pierced it all yes exactly and it, i mean and it was it was just perfect it, it was well done nice. and I, I appreciate it to this day brian go ahead hit us uh i feel like i have a couple that come to mind immediately uh seeing the first avengers at midnight with a crowd full of fans yeah was fantastic uh, the moment that Hulk slams Loki around. Oh, yes. Got the biggest laugh of the night. Yes. Um, Force Awakens, I think, was a big one. Anytime anything nostalgic happened, seeing the Falcon, Han and Chewie for the first time, those were big applauses. That just <laughs> brings a smile to my face every time. Uh, more in line to what you guys are talking about for the Infinity War opening weekend. It wasn't even my first viewing of the movie. It had to have been second or third or something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh the moment when Tony Stark stands up to Thanos and they fight it out, the two of them, yeah. and and Thanos stabs Tony, yeah. it gets deathly quiet, and one lady just screams, What? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> she lost her shit because she thought Tony Stark was going to die. You know, it, it, you actually reminded me of another. Um, 
because it, we, we brought up the Force Awakens, it reminded me of what happened in The Last Jedi. And for all the shit that people put up with from people after The Last Jedi giving it a bad review this, bad review that, whatever, the theater absolutely erupted when Kylo killed Snoke. I oh, feel like true. that has yeah, to yeah, be true right. for everybody that was in their opening night. Like, it just... Everybody thought in that moment, I think there was a lot of people like Paula out there, Paula, if you're listening, yes, I'm talking to you, who thought that was going to be the moment they've been waiting for, <laughs> and sad clown, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Don't fuel that argument, John. <laughs> Just, I Paula, like fueling arguments I, I like that, because I'm, I'm completely on the outside you. of it, and I'm not invested in the outcome one way or the other. For for a podcast we thought was going to go one hour, and we've just about doubled that. I don't know if I want to get into. That I'm just inviting now. Paula to have a friendly discussion about <laughs> why she's wrong whenever she wants. <laughs> so, all right, th- those are great. That's ex- yeah. I, th- I think to the point that led into that that Brian brought up. Uh, if, if what this fosters is more attendance, more experience, more exposure, uh. To anything, it, it could be to most of the uh, award season films this year that I guarantee basically no one saw. Um, yeah. to the big blockbusters, to the indie films, to what whatever is there. If it's gonna help you decide to make the choice to spend your time that way, because at, at that point, I think that's what it really does. It it helps to take the financial factor of the choice to make off the table for the most part. And yeah. then you're left with, do I want to spend my time this way? And there are much worse ways to spend your time. And if this is how you're going to do it, then it, it it's a worthwhile one. Um, you know, I obviously, if you can be Batman or, you know, save a puppy instead of, <laughs> you know, spending two hours at a theater that time and you know that you can be Batman or save a puppy at that moment yeah do that or instead be batman saving a puppy I, yeah i get that yeah please do that i'll be very mad if i learned that there is a puppy saving batman who <laughs> neglected his or her duty uh you know to to go see vice or something but uh even though i enjoyed that movie but i did too um yeah that's that's the point is more 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 experience more creativity so thank yep, you everyone for your time today couldn't have said it better myself uh, any final thoughts, or we're going to close it down? I think I'm tapped okay. out. All right. All right. Going through my regular spiel. If you've enjoyed the show, please stop by iTunes. Leave us a five-star rating and review. Be sure to share, subscribe, favorite the show. As I mentioned at the top of the show, you can find us on Facebook. Search for Bry Guy and his Super Friends or go to Facebook.com slash Bry Guy Super Friends. Uh, you can send us questions, comments, topic suggestions. Feel free to comment on this post whenever this episode is up. Let us know if you decide to go with any of these subscription services if anything tickles your fancy uh any other questions we will try to be there to clarify or or help you out in any way um if you want to email us you can try us at brightguysuperfriends at gmail.com i don't check it to be honest but you can send us there i'll get it five <laughs> months later uh find us on twitter at bg superfriends that i do check i will see those uh and that's it on behalf of josh mike and myself thank you for listening and we will talk to you next time we take the crust Oh, come on. <laughs> take it to the crust, not we take the crust. Uh, take it to the crust. Take it to the crust. Then yes, all the way to the crust. 
seductive and sexy.